At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It is VSIN Bet Center on a Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas as we welcome you to our Circus Sportsbook studios alongside Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson, Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass. It is week 15 in the National Football League, despite a whole lot of chaos, Jeff. It's underway. We somehow have football. That is underway, and for the next four hours, we will not only talk about the game still to come for Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, hopefully not any other days, but also for what we're watching right now, and that's where we're going to start, Jeffrey, because in a huge game with massive AFC playoff implications, the New England Patriots, winners of seven straight, off a bye against the Indianapolis Colts, who for the first time in several weeks find themselves in the AFC playoff picture. It's been a dream start for Indianapolis, up 14 nothing off of a Carson Wentz pop pass to Naheem Hines, and then a blocked punt recovered for a touchdown. And just now, Colts, Jeff, convert a fourth and one at midfield. They are up 14-0 on Bill Belichick's surging New England Patriots, 10.5 to go in the first half. Were you on this pregame, Jeff? Because you, you you came in in a chipper mood today. Yeah, well, look, uh, as being a Jet fan, just going fandom, not well, betting, that, I that mean, I, again, it's, <laughs> it's nice to see New England uh not not look as good as they've had. And again, the Patriots legitimate number one seed going into this game. Uh, look, Indianapolis is by far, by far the best team they have played since they began that winning streak. And I know people will say, oh, the Bills are better. No, they're not. We already, we have the data points. The Bills were destroyed by this Indy team and then lost to New England when New England threw three American football forward passes, Ben Wilson. So, uh, look. this That is a true statement. I took a small piece of Indy when the line dipped to one and a half. It closed pick behind us, which was a little surprising. 
Um, and uh, I have an anytime touchdown on Mo Alley Cox at five to one. Just your class. A small little flyer there, but <laughs> look, very impressive from Indy so far. They have manhandled it, manhandled the Patriots in every facet so far. Even though the key, the key sequence of this game right now, Ben, was Indy was up seven nothing. I'm going to third and six inside their own 30 yard line. They took a deep shot to Jacoby Myers. It was a perfect throw by Mac Jones. Dropped by Mac Jones. Fourth down, punt block for a legitimately four Colts around the football in the end zone. Any of them could have just laid on top of it. Touchdown, Indy, 14-0. New England has not been able to move the ball since. And really, other than that opening drive, haven't really moved the ball at all. And Indy in the scoring range yet again. Very impressive for the Colts, who we have talked about now ever since getting past that 0-3 start. They're dangerous. Great run game, solid defense, unbelievable offensive line. And if Wentz isn't turning the ball over... They're as good as anyone in this conference that is wide open. You say as Wentz isn't turning the ball over as I watch him scramble out of the it's pocket, nice play, almost man. gets strip-sacked in the pocket, but he makes something of it, rushes for 10 yards and a first down. Colts in business, 847 to go, and we showed you our live lines a moment ago. We'll be tracking these basically all night. While there are still opportunities to get in-game numbers, and I'm right now seeing Jeff 14 and a half on the live line. The Indianapolis Colts favored with your live total, either 46 and a half or 47 and a half. That total right around your closing number. It was 46 and a half basically everywhere. You mentioned, though, Jeff, some of the late public money coming in on the New England Patriots closed one and a half in a lot of shops to Indianapolis. Ted, I was seeing technically one, at least on my screen, but it did get as low as a pick uh, in this game right before kickoff. So we will be keeping you posted of all the props that come home as this game uh, as this game progresses. You didn't have Naheem Hines' first touchdown score, though, did you? 18-1 no, no, behind no, no, us? No, 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 I, no. I took a little piece of, uh, again, I took smaller of, of Mo Alley-Cox. Again, Big Mo Alley-Cox Look, guy. look the, the rationale are. with these first first touchdown scores, and look, Jonathan Taylor's plus 330. You can't bet that. There's just nothing there. Uh, but look, you take, you take a shot on a guy that you think is going to be in a red zone, and for Indianapolis, the tight ends are usually in there, Doyle and, and, and Mo Alley-Cox. That was the reason I took it. And uh, look, Naheem Hines made a nice play, good play call. And we were uh, one stop away from the uh, the other category, cashing on that bet. We're always a big fan of the other <laughs> category, cashing, as by the way, second and three now. Yeah. Colts have just really, they've rammed the ball down New England's throats. This has been a, a smash, smash mouth type effort as Indianapolis is going to call a timeout here with a second I think and New three. New England upcoming. did actually. Uh, you're right, Patriots yeah. did. A 738 to go in the half. And one thing, too, on that first touchdown, though, that we saw, especially if you were betting Carson Wentz touchdown props, that was a very important play because it was a direct snap out of the Wildcat pitch backwards to Wentz, who goes with a little pop pass forward. It kind of looked in real time, Jeff, like just a extended handoff, which in reality, it basically was. But the way it goes down in the statistical uh, categorization was a pass. So Carson Wentz, you see his uh, props here, courtesy of DraftKings. It's interestingly at at circa here, Jeff Carson Wentz was only at one and a half for his touchdown passes with the over juiced up at plus one ten. So that oh. did that, uh, which is very bizarre, especially because normally you're you're not going to have much variation in no, your touchdown that... passes market. But that's what it was at circa two and mm. a half at DraftKings. So that does count as a, a passing touchdown for Wentz, even though it was a glorified handoff. And out of the timeout, Colts are now going to have a third and one after uh, a, a two-yard game. So isn't that, that, I've never seen that before. That's, that's very bizarre. That, I'm curious on where that number closed on the uh, one and a half there for Wentz because I would have expected it to be – actually, I would have expected what Circa had. One and a half, probably even money on the over would have been my guess. So that would make that, uh, that plus 135 over two and a half is just the number you don't really want to be betting. 
But yeah. look, uh, it, it, irrelevant now since they're already underway. But look, uh, Ben, this is we talked about this throughout the week on the network. Very important game for AFC seeding purposes. Indianapolis really needs to split tonight and Arizona and handle their business the last two weeks against the bottom of the AFC South in order to get into the postseason. And so far, they are more than handling their business as they get another first down. Mm. And this is just a clock-churning drive that is over seven minutes long now, Ben. You look at, too, you were mentioning as well how little New England has had success moving the ball, 2.4 yards per play so far. Colts are just shy of seven yards per play. And with the the implications that we're talking about, if Indianapolis wins this game, heading into Sunday slate tomorrow, Jeff, they will they would be the five seed in the AFC playoff race at eight and six. New England would drop to the three seed at nine and five. For both of us, we each had this as a contest play, and we're going to talk about our contest plays, break down all the circa millions lines, and also a survivor entries a little bit later in the show. But in a week so dominated, Jeff, by COVID news and players being out all over the place across the league. At least for me, I'm not sure how you approached it, but I wanted to look and pare down games that had minimal COVID implications, minimal uh, injury news as well, and just try to look at games that were somewhat tightly lined that I felt like I had a pretty good gauge on. I'm, I'm just trying to pick a winner in the game and hopefully cut down on some of the wild variants that we've seen this year. As a result, I landed on Indianapolis with liking the spot for them and, and having New England Having some of that momentum, I think, uh, scourged a little bit coming off a of bye after a seven-game winning streak. Did you, without the same way, you kind of got to the Indianapolis side, or was there something else for you? Because early on, certainly the right side, as we now have a second angle Indy with five and a half to go in this first half in the ball on the seven-yard line. No, it's just that that New England has played in this run. They really haven't beaten anyone who's overly good. I, I know. Again, everyone will point to, oh, the Bills are good. The Bills aren't that good. The best win in this crew in this collection and during this win streak, beating the Chargers on the road is impressive. That is a good win. Granted, that was in the middle of when the Chargers offense kind of lost itself. That was off the bye for LA as well in New England. A second consecutive year, Belichick had made life really difficult against for Justin Herbert against his defense. But look, other than the Chargers and the Bills, during this win streak, they haven't really beaten anyone. I know they beat Tennessee, but that was the uh the totally decimated version of the Titans, and the Browns were horrible in the game they played them. So, look, this is a step up in class, and it was a road game on top of it, even with the two good road wins that they had as Mo oh. Cox drops a touchdown. Oh, yeah. um, but, uh, but look, uh, uh, look, man, this was just a little bit of his feel, a little bit of his matchup, too. This is the most physical team they have played by far this year as well. Uh, and, and look, I do I am I saying the Patriots' run was fraudulent? Absolutely not. Their defense is still really good, and the question for them moving forward is going to be what it's been all year: Can Mac Jones lead them to a spot that a rookie quarterback has never led them before, led any team before? Right. So that's what it comes down to. We know Belichick's the best coach in the NFL. Probably still, probably still should win Coach of the Year, even if they lose this weekend to Buffalo next week. But uh, look, uh, it's just one of those nights, bad matchup. Indy's pretty darn good, Ben. I think that's obvious at this point. I feel good about my Indianapolis to make the playoffs ticket. That's now nah, you're plus, in great shape. Plus 120. I got that from a couple weeks ago. They were at one point before that Jets Thursday night game, Jeff. Colts were plus 175 at DraftKings to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, well, look, remember, this was an uphill battle all year for oh, Indy yeah. because Horrible start. The, 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 the 0-3 start where they, look, they were – the, the sequencing of the schedule did not help them because they drew Seattle when Seattle was fully healthy. And they still were, oh, maybe the Seattle team's pretty good. By the way, field goal good 17-0 Indy. Uh, 
They got the Rams early in the season while Wentz was still figuring it out. They played the Titans in the first half of the season. And then look, I mean, would three touchdown lead to Baltimore. They like that's a game they should have won. Uh th- this is a really good football team and all their losses too have been pretty tight games. The only one that was a double digit game was the Seattle game week one as ridiculous as that is. It is remarkable when you look at it. Just like it's remarkable when we look back in like five years at the, the tape from the Buffalo New England Monday night game. Like that game. Three passes. That, that game did, will not tell us anything about the current context of the of those two teams in this NFL season. It will ah. be a hilarious thing to look back at. But that, that game to me told us nothing other than New England is really tough and physical and Buffalo is not, which has certainly been borne out, especially. Oh, with look, 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 I think it, everyone, this obviously is a great data point for Indianapolis, Ben. Assuming this holds at 17 nothing, But this is more to me, this is more damning to Buffalo, who was just totally out physica- physical the whole game on a Monday night in their own building with inclement weather where, guess what? You have Josh Allen, you, you utilize his legs, utilize the physicality that Allen yeah. has at least running the ball. But look, uh, Indy very impressive so far. And uh, look, at, would it shock me if New England has a chance to tie this game late? No, it wouldn't because it's the Patriots. Well. You want to take New England plus fourteen in game? No, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold a little what I have. You were so close to making a lot of money as Moali Cox. Ah, Almost right, of, right off the hands. Seventeen nothing Colts. You can get anywhere from thirteen and a half, laying it with the Colts up to fourteen. There's some fourteen and a halfs on the East Coast. We'll keep you posted all night on how this game develops, Colts and Patriots. But up next, we visit with our man Vinny Maliulo, part of the bookmaking team at the South Point. We'll check in with him as we return right here on Beaston Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card, debit MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activa- activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank and a member FDIC. As we are back, VEASAN Bet Center, hour number one of four with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, who is our producer, who was on the Patriots tonight. He is not feeling great about his bet. Uh, as New England is down 17-0. They do have the ball, though. Just got a first down, 220 to go. In the first half, and they just got a big play into Indianapolis territory. So, uh, not all not all hope is lost if you're a, a Patriot backer, Jeff. As uh, as we do get ready, yeah. Last time the Patriots came back Uh-oh. from 17 down, the Falcons Super Bowl. Thanks for that, Jeff. Now, Thanks for implant reimplanting. Sorry, memory Falcon betters and Falcon fans into our minds. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's welcome <laughs> in our guy Vinny Valiulo, part of the odds making team at the South Point. You can give him a follow at Vsin Vinny. First off, Vinny, I have to give you. So much, so many props because I, I ran into you yesterday at the South Point amidst all the chaos right around one o'clock Pacific time as these games were being postponed, moved, reorganized. And you were, I mean, everybody's panicking in the sports book. Jimmy Vaccaro looked like his hair was on fire and you were just Mr. Cool, calm, collected. Like you, you like nothing was phasing. I have to give you so much credit for it, Vinny. You, you were handling it like a true professional. So first off, congratulations on that. Well, listen, guys, you know, when you, you're doing this uh, all these years, you just, you just have to roll. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He just have to roll with it and, and go with it. So, uh, uh, believe me, those times uh, I'll get uh, the Italian in me will take over, and I'll be plenty animated. Trust me <laughs> when I tell you. I try to be a little bit more reserved at the counter, but uh, good to good to be on with you guys. And uh, yeah, what a what a what a busy day. And of course, uh, you're busy trying to you know we're booking games and keeping track of scores and in game and everything. Oh, by the way, hoping that no more games get. Get rescheduled uh, uh, this right. week, which I think I think we're I think we're pretty set to, to have uh, four straight days. Yeah, and, uh, and um, of, uh, part of the, the you know the whole bookmaking aspect of this. I mean, I we were been talking to a couple guys earlier today who you know, they they'd already bet games that were of the three that had been moved, and I was asking them, all right, well, what are you, are you getting refunds? Did you have to rebet it? And 
they're saying, uh, I'm not sure. We're, we're, we'll find out, I guess, which is probably not the mentality you want to be as a better, but it does kind of speak to just a lot of confusion, Vinny, with how different books are handling these games and, yeah. and, and how that whole process works out. So what was your, your plan of attack over there at the, at the South? But I know you're just one book of many, but uh, you guys certainly are one of the leading examples in the market within the, the Nevada jurisdiction. So how did you guys handle all of the, the chaos that started to unfold on Friday afternoon? Yeah, it's an important question. So uh, in terms of the games of themselves, like off the board, right, uh, we'll address parlay cards in a second. But off the board, uh, we, we have a, a, in our house rules. And you, you must, listen, be familiar with your house rules wherever you're betting, wherever it is, whether it's South Point, anywhere in Nevada, uh, or around the country now, obviously, with multiple jurisdictions. Uh, everybody uh, handles things a little bit differently. But uh, ours were, we, we, we refunded the games that got, uh, that got rescheduled. So the Raiders-Browns game, uh, the, uh, uh, the Washington football team against and the Eagles, the Seahawks-Rams, those games got moved. So we uh, refunded those and and set up brand new games uh, for the uh, for those matchups there. Now, in terms of the parlay cards, uh, we made a uh, judgment call and said this: it had because parlay cards typically, uh, we're we're kind of old school here. Michael Gone likes a. Uh, uh, parlay cards to be done early and outsourced. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because, so they're done and they're put out on Thursday. Anybody that had any of those games that got rescheduled, they got a free winner uh, uh, on their parlay cards. If you bet them prior to the to the rescheduling, uh, there are systems now where you can do the parlay cards almost on a daily basis or yes, on a daily basis. So uh, in terms of the games off the board, if you had an off the board ticket, uh, if it was a straight bet, it was a refund. If it was a, a multi-leg bet like teasers or parlays, it reduced down by one because that one is uh, a push on the on your bets. And if you had a, a parlay or a teaser card that you bet prior to the, uh, the rescheduling, then uh, you got a winner already. Not a bad way to start the weekend no, if, uh, if that's the that's ca- if you happen to get in early on that. Vinny, uh, just uh, l- looking at a to, to not the game going now, Feeding into tomorrow, I would imagine that tonight uh, was pretty heavy uh, two-way traffic for the most part with the final traffic being New England betters coming in and slamming that number down. Yeah, good call, Jeff. Yeah, it, it was actually. We opened this game one and a half, and then earlier in the week, in fact, on Thursday, it was up to two and a half. It was pretty steady Colts, Colts action. And then up until this morning, it was uh, uh, was a pretty good two-way action, but uh, today and especially in the last couple of hours, it was a uh, majority of the money that came in was on the Patriots. So we we actually closed the game Colts one and a half uh, from the two and a half high, and the total uh, bet over from uh, 45 on the opener to 46 and a half. Yeah, but definitely uh, to your point, lots of Patriots money coming in, uh, particularly in the last couple of hours. As we watch Mac Jones on third and three, intercepted in the red zone, Darius Leonard. Oh, look, nice reaction, Jeff, but that was not a great throw by Mac Jones. Never saw him over the middle, and uh, 17-0 will stay the score with 143 to go in the second quarter. My goodness. So Mac Jones turns it over in the red zone as we are joined still by Vinny Malier, though, again, at Avis and Vinny on Twitter. Thinking about uh, tomorrow, Vinny, because as we've discussed so many of the games now of, of the three, the Monday and Tuesday games, COVID implications are uh, profound within those games, and, and any handicap is uh, is not complete without assessing those. But for the most part, we were kind of relatively scot free, at least as far as COVID. There's a few, you know, spot cases here and there infecting some, uh, impacting some of the lines for tomorrow. But the one big one is on the injury front, and that is in Baltimore, where we're not sure 
if Lamar Jackson, it sounds like he is going to go, has not practiced all week. We have not really seen him at all since going out early in that loss to Cleveland last week. And uh, the betters everywhere, including at your shop, have uh, have really been pounding Green Bay. Always a public team. They're on the road. I see they're laying seven now. Uh, how have you guys tried to, to handle this, knowing that uh, certainly one of the more public teams out there, the Packers, and a pretty massive impact player at quarterback whose status is certainly well up in the air there in Lamar Jackson? Yeah, Ben, good uh, good point, good question. Uh, we're up to seven. Uh, we opened it four, but again, it moved up early in the weekend. And, you know, by by midweek, it was uh, five and a half to six. Um, you know what? We moved it, we moved it a lot quicker too, especially. And I think what folks are doing is saying this. You know, there's, there's folks out there saying, "I don't think like Lamar Jackson. If he's not going to play, I'm going to bet the Packers at a cheaper price." Now, if he does come back and play, then you know what? Maybe do, do you grab seven for something, or if it goes through it. But either way, Lamar Jackson is not going to be 100 percent if he does go. So I think that the mindset is this: healthier quarterback. Even though the Packers are dealing with some injuries themselves. Uh, but uh, you can't, you know, you just can't uh, compare the uh, the situation with uh, uh, Rodgers going against the backup. With all due respect, so I think this: if uh, if Jackson does play, it probably holds steady. Will there be a take at seven, uh, perhaps uh, at home? But uh, I will say this: if he's out, this game is going to go is going to continue to go up and uh, go. You know, you you I don't. Will you see double digits? Not sure, but I'll tell you what: it'll be a steady stream of Packer money if he's uh, confirmed to be out. Vinny, who's going to be the biggest house need tomorrow? Uh, well, the Ravens are certainly uh, certainly one of them. I think the, the Panthers are another one. I mean, here's a game that's up to 13. It's approaching two touchdowns, uh, Jeff. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the Bills are going to be in every uh, every teaser for sure and every money line parlay. Uh, I think uh, the Rams are certainly, even though that game is going to be on Tuesday, uh, they're getting a lot of attention too. Um, probably the Saints too. We're going to wind up needing the Saints, even though the game is holding steady at 11. Buccaneers in every money line parlay uh, and teaser as well. So uh, you know, I, it's, it's going to be a day we're going to need some dogs to come in. You know, uh, the Steelers have gotten uh, attention now. They're they're a one and a half point favorite. That uh, that's a, a game that flipped favorites. So the Titans opened the we opened them as two point favorites there. So uh, we're going to need some dogs to come in tomorrow. No question about it. And the Broncos are, are a, fair, a fair decision now, too, going from one uh, up to three. Always fascinating stuff. This this may be the most fascinating week, certainly, of this year, maybe of the of recent memory, Jeff, as far as trying to handicap an NFL week. Who knows what will happen? That's that's why we that's why we do these exercises here at uh, VEASAN, and that's why we have our uh, great guest like Vinny Maliulo on. Vinny, as always, we appreciate the time, uh, my friend. You have a great Sunday over at the South Point. Uh, best of luck with all of your Sunday activities. We appreciate it. Good to be with you guys. Enjoy it and uh, continue to cash tickets. We will. And we are going to do our best on that. Do our best on that for sure. Mo Ali Cox <laughs> could help that. Could help Jeff out in that regard with a, a little anytime. Man. Touchdown. But I mean, I don't know what to tell you, Jeff. You had, you had a great opportunity. It was in his hands. Look, and look, look and, uh, it, it, that's uh, the nature of the beast, Ben. So there you go. But I will say this because uh, while Vinny was on, uh, you mentioned it, Mac Jones yeah. picked off by Darius Leonard, just flat out didn't see him. Uh, assuming New England does not get the ball back, which it sure seems like everyone's content with get, going to halftime at 17 nothing, This is the first time New England has been shut out in the first half in 100 games. Holy cow. So a 99-game streak, unless if Jonathan Taylor fumbles on this play. Which Why are they even running a play? Just kneel the ball. Uh-huh. They have their own 20. That's going to do that. Do the half, yeah, though. It. 17 nothing Indy first red, at half. First career red zone interception for Mac Jones. If you bet the yes on his... 
Yes, uh, throw a interception prop, even money at Circa. That cashes. Also, from earlier, will there be a defensive special teams touchdown? Yes, plus 260 at Circa. That cashes. Ah, yeah, just how we all drew it up, Jeff. Defensive touchdown in the first half, and, you know, Mac Jones throwing a red zone pick, like we all imagined. 17-0 Indy at the break. We'll update you on the halftime line when we return. We'll also talk some college football because it is bowl season as well as some games we've got to discuss next as well. We'll do that all after this break right here on v Betson. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college bowl season has kicked off, and VSIN has got you covered with our all new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game or just want to find a few key high value props, the VSIN College Bowl Betting Guide can help give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash bowl guide. We will be discussing some of the college football bowl games in just a moment, but as we welcome you back, Jeff Farrell, I'm Ben Wilson. Jeff with that, uh, just that stoic look of a man who is a a rare, a rarely seen uh, good start. I mean, we're, it, it, I felt like this whole season, Jeff, it has been just getting a 17-point lead in any game you have a bet on has been a very hard thing to do in practice. But here we go, both of us on Indianapolis uh, in the co- our contest plays, you've got them in pocket here, and they're up 17 nothing at the half. So wanted to update everybody now that we have our halftime lines and also where we stand on some of the player props. None have cashed through the first half. We've got a couple that are pretty close. Uh, and Jeff, looking at it right now, you've got Indianapolis giving, I should say, uh, yeah, they are getting three, I should say. New England minus three in the second half, as we were talking about right before the half. Not a surprise, as it is New England plus 14 for the game right now. Your second half total is 23 so that would be a total of 40 remember this closed 46 and a half basically market wide you wonder if and this is the the one thing with new england that we have not really seen them have to go through is with a rookie quarterback like mac jones having to play from not only just behind but behind on the road by multiple scores in a primetime game that's where while you said you would not be surprised at all earlier if new england were to at least make this a game catching the 14 you were not ready to just race to the window and make that bet simply because we've really not seen New England in this spot. And right on cue, we see Mac Jones before the end of the half throw his first career red zone interception, making me pretty lukewarm, Jeff, on wanting to get involved here at at halftime, especially with uh, the fact that we've already got that Indianapolis bet looking so good here. It's trying to figure out what the the big... Ruckus behind us was, but there was just a big UFC knockout. So there you there go. There is a ruckus. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, very, 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 very intriguing crowd behind us tonight, Ben. Very intriguing crowd. Mix of bowl games, UFC, yeah. a lot of tank a, 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 a Saturday night NFL game. I just uh, saw one game. No, yeah, but uh, but but look, uh, at least for this for this one night here, Ben, mm-hmm. and and this, I think in the end, this kind of is the blueprint to beat New England. Make them play. Make them play from behind. And if you have a good enough offensive line, which look, no one, no one has an offensive line that Indy has. When Indy's offensive line is fully healthy, they're the best in the NFL, and they have taken full advantage of it. Now, the blueprint tonight for Indy is Carson Wentz only thrown six passes, Ben, and they're up seventeen nothing. That's as extreme a scenario as you can possibly get if you're Indianapolis. So, look, I. I uh, I'm not going to read a ton into this on the New England side because I think they match up well with basically everybody else in the AFC but this team. And for Indianapolis, look, I think this just, maybe it's confirmation bias a little bit, but 
we have been talking for a little bit over a month now that, hey, if Indy gets into the playoffs, this is the one team on the AFC side of the bracket that if you 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 get them in their in that first weekend, you're like, oh, what what did we do to deserve this? Like, because they're a bad match, they're a tough matchup for anyone because they are set up well to play winter football, great line, great run game, and a good enough defense. Even though I think some of the elite offenses, like Kansas City, I think mm-hmm. would score on them. Um, even with the problems they've had, the Chargers, I think, would score on them. Um, well, there was the playoff picture entering tonight. Yeah, look, that if Indy wins, Indy would move to the five. They yeah. would hop over the Chargers. Uh, look, look, if Indy ends up in the five and plays the whoever wins the mess of teams in the AFC North, Indy should be a road favorite in that playoff game. I don't care who the opponent is. They should be a road favorite. I don't think they will, but well, if they, if they play, I, I do if, not disagree with you whatsoever. It, Cincinnati would be the one where you could argue the Bengals should be favored. I would have no problem with that. I would definitely bet Indianapolis in that game if that was the case, but Baltimore is a shell of itself. I know that was a touchdown earlier in the year when those teams played, but Indy was a totally different looking team at that point, and the Ravens, the Ravens at that point only had 12 guys on IR instead of 25. So... And if it's Pittsburgh, the Steelers stink. And uh, the Browns, look, Indianapolis significantly better than Cleveland is. They just are. So, I look, that would that would be the dream for Indy AFC betters, Indy Super Bowl betters, that if Indy gets the five seed and draws the AFC North champion, that's when you could really think, okay, this is this could be a real run here to make something happen for the Colts. And in our last break, you you did place a bet, Jeff. Yeah, I, I look, they're, 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 if you keep these numbers up, during the game, he kind of deserved to get hit. And uh, it was 30-1 to 1 to win it all and still floating out there. All the, the conference odds were out. Yeah. And, look, if, by running a book, I would take all the conference odds and all the Super Bowl uh, odds off right now during this game, especially when it's a standalone. But uh, there was a, thir- a straight 30-1. to 1, I took it. And, uh, uh, look, I kind of aggravated myself because all week I was considering – there's still 15 to one, 16 to one, or even 14 to one. Even I thought was still good on Indy, uh, and I didn't take it just in case. Of, well, if they lose, then they got to beat Arizona. If they don't beat Arizona, they might miss the whole playoffs altogether. They're in control right now. Of course, New England could come back and win this game, but uh, again, I just don't think they're capable of making a margin with the offense they have. Yes, and in summation, we are not going to be betting New England second half. The two and a half second half, and there's. Uh... Seeing, yeah, a lot of a lot of threes out there as well. So we, despite it being tempting here, I, Jeff, I we, I'm we, not we both feel very comfortable with our position with with Indianapolis here pregame in the uh, this ended up, ended up closing minus one and a half in the contest though, uh, either two or two and a halfs in uh, for most of those. While uh, while we've been discussing NFL here to lead off the show, it is a college football bowl Saturday, mm-hmm. the first big Saturday of bowl season, Jeff, and it has been an absolute feast. If you are a lover of underdogs. And that has continued throughout today with the exception of, uh, of one team, Eastern Michigan, uh, as we, we update you on the games that are uh, still going on here. That game has just gone final, by the way. Liberty, we'll, we'll talk about this, that in, in a moment. Uh, 56-20 winners is a 9.5-point favorite. But really the marquee game of the night in this particular bowl slate today was the L.A. Bowl, the, uh, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, by the way. They, they, were, uh, they made him wear a credential to that, to his own bowl, which I thought was pretty funny. He had to, he had to show a credential, Jeff. Seems why not? Seems, seems why all not? over the top. It's your bowl game. You had to show a credential. But in this game in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, Oregon State and Utah State, we are continuing to see the underdog bonanza continue as Utah State, who 
throttled in nearby Carson, California, by the way, throttled San Diego State as a six and a half point underdog. We're a similarly priced underdog in this spot. Took a lot of late money to get them down to a six and a half point closing underdog after being seven or seven and a half most of the week against a mid-tier team out of the Pac-12 in Oregon State. And it's a, it's been a tight game so far. We're about five minutes into the third quarter, Jeff. But Utah State has looked really impressive. Up 14 to 10. And not only that, they are doing it with a backup quarterback. Cooper, I don't know if it's a Lagasse, uh, like like Lagasse Stadium here in, in Las Vegas, but uh, or Maxima, like I say, I'm not sure the, the proper pronunciation, a great uh, Vegas Golden Knight throwback. However, his first touch, his first career pass went for a, uh, a 72-yard touchdown. And Utah State is about to kick a field goal here to go up 17-10. Uh, in uh, in a, what's been a very interesting game, and the field goal is good. So, is this gonna? Are we gonna continue to see this? Dogs, dogs, dogs. It's been all but one so far in bowl season, Jim. Well, uh, Marshall right now, underdog, losing and not covering early against uh, the Cajuns of uh, Louisiana. Just, start, yes. just started there in the uh, in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. RNL Carriers held on to that bowl for a very long time there, Ben. I don't know what an uh, RL, I don't but, know what an RNL but, Carrier is. But but but, uh, but I, I will say this uh, with 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 this bowl season so far. Um, I would imagine that with the way that dogs have covered and won outright and the fact that overs are just unbelievable so far, it's been great for betters, especially the total portion of it. Uh, but look, uh, so far, the biggest takeaway for me, um, pretty significant no-show by BYU today in losing the Independence Bowl to UAB. And look, uh, I, I, I got to give uh, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people at the network who, who took UAB today uh, credit because... The question of that game was, you knew UAB was going to be motivated to be there. They hadn't won a bowl game since being reinstated as a program three years ago. And BYU was a legitimate top 15 team. Their two losses were a game against Boise State where they turned it over four times. And to Baylor, who Baylor ended up being a legitimate top six team in the country. So it was just a matter of, really, we're 10-2? and two, legitimate, legitimate top 15 team and we're getting sent to Shreveport in the Independence Bowl? Yeah. Against a CUSA team, when they were to, they beat everyone in the Pac-12, it was just it was a flat a potential flat spot, and it was today. And a, a credit to the Blazers and Bill Clark for that program again, legitimately shut down four years ago, and Amazing. now winning three years later, uh, playing in a bowl game and winning a bowl game against a legitimate top fifteen. That shows team. you the the handicap of the motivation is the hardest part of, of any of these of any of these bowl games. Independence Bowl for uh, for a team like BYU. Clearly, in, in retrospect, it seems obvious, but you don't know. Upcoming in, I, I, and by the way, an updated uh, an in-game line here. Utah State, I am seeing laying two and a half in this game now, up seventeen ten. What's, a to, what's, a, what's, a to, what's a total? In-game man? total is fifty-five. This closed sixty-nine, Jeff. Okay, so and you're at twenty-seven points. Twenty-eight. You have the hook on 20, at twenty-eight and a half. You got twenty-five minutes. Look, of game look, look, both teams are averaging over seven and a half yards of play. I considered taking over thirty-three in the second half, but didn't pull the trigger. If you get an empty here from Oregon State, if especially if it's a quick empty, you may want to consider popping that thing over. Maybe, maybe there, Ben. All right. we'll, we'll reassess if that happens. Uh, by the way, leading rusher in the Pac-12 this year, BJ Baylor held to just 38 yards so far on 11 carries for Oregon you, State. Uh, Blake Anderson's a good coach, man. We'll see what happens. All right, we'll check in more updates from college football and NFL second half underway in Indianapolis. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VSN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VSN.com. Slash NFL. Sometimes Jeff Parlesman, it's not your night. It's not your night. As we watch Jeff's favorite referee, Carl Cheffers, make the announcement. 
as Indianapolis is uh, poised to add on points up 17-0 in this standalone Saturday night game uh, in the start of the Week 15 slate. But coming into tonight, Jeff, Mac Jones, such a solid rookie season, only seven interceptions coming in, skewed a bit by the fact, as you pointed out during the break, that he threw three of them against the New Orleans Saints. But he is now thrown two tonight. Bobby Okereke uh, gets the second pick, setting up Indianapolis on a short field. They do stall out, but after a missed 46-yard field goal by Michael Badgley, he gets to do it again because New England was offside into the neutral zone at the snap. Badgley gets the try from 41 and connects. So New England, who is laying three for the second half, down 17-0, uh, now finds themselves down 20 to nothing for the game, about four minutes in here, Jeff, uh, to the third quarter. And you brought up something very interesting, I thought, uh, before we were about to come back here, that New England, we, we all were just talking about the New England-Buffalo Monday night game that we saw a couple weeks ago in the blustery conditions in Orchard Park. Well, Buffalo goes to New England next week. We will talk about this game later, but Buffalo, a massive favorite. They've been bet up to a 13-point favorite in most shops at home against Carolina in the seemingly the ultimate get-right spot. Because you see New England getting six, 16 and a half here live via DraftKings. You can't help but think ahead, Jeff, to the next game. And is this almost a position now, if you're Bill Belichick, without everything has gone wrong tonight, you almost look at this as a potential spot where, look, let's just, let's just get this one out of the way. Let's take our lumps. Let's get some bulletin board material and go in uh, potentially with the market going against us next week. Do you think that could potentially happen with the way we've I, seen I, this team on a national stage? Yeah, tonight? look, I'm, curi- I'm curious to see how this plays out now because we just saw three weeks ago, it'll be three weeks from that game, where New England – threw three forward passes, and beat Buffalo in their building to take control of the AFC East. Buffalo, and, and, and look, we know this about this Bills team at this point. I hate throwing this word around, but I'm going to. They're soft. They're soft. And we saw it against Indy. We saw it against New England. We saw it for a half against Tampa, and then Josh Allen, credit to him, turned it on and nearly pulled off a ridiculous comeback in that game in Tampa last week. But... They don't match up great with New England, just the way that they both of these teams play. New England knows Buffalo can't run the ball, so you can play it that way, play it the way, even with even though again the wind won't be the same in Foxborough that it was in Orchard Park on that Monday night. But you can play there are easier ways to play Buffalo. Also, Buffalo against any good defense they played this year has looked pretty mediocre, except for the second half against Tampa, really. That was really the only half against a good defense. And you could argue Tampa's defense has its has its issues this year. They're just they're just not that good. I'm curious to see what that number ends up being. I still think New England should be favored. If Buffalo wins by four touchdowns tomorrow against a dead team in Carolina, I don't know. I don't know what it'll end up being. I still think New England should be favored regardless of this result and what happens tomorrow. But we'll see, Ben. And keep in mind, you think about what where that game was for the the Monday night game. And things it was, always it Buffalo changed, three. It was yeah. it was basically a Buffalo a market wide three, yeah. twenty to nothing as Indianapolis kicks back off to uh, New England eleven forty nine to go in the third quarter. All right, getting back to some of our college football updates as well. One game that uh, you you mentioned very briefly before we went to our last segment. This is the nightcap, so the game that is earliest on in its progression. Maybe a game you could may potentially get in-game, but I'm not sure, Jeff, that you would really want to at this point because while we've just discussed how so many underdogs have been uh, have been barking, proverbially, uh, to start off the college football bowl season, this was one matchup where we, we talk about motivation and and teams playing in specific spots that would potentially lead to, to, to poor outcomes. Probably the opposite for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns playing a, a pseudo-home game 
in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, a bowl they have played in six different times. Certainly familiar, Jeff, they are. And even without Billy Napier, who had a, such an outstanding season, 12 straight wins for the Raging Cajuns after losing the season opener, gets the Florida job. Still, though, you've kind of felt like on paper this was a mismatch of class when you look at a Marshall team that was up and down all season, barely bowl eligible at 7-5. and five. However, a pretty tightly lined game, partially, Jeff, because a lack of a, a head coach and, uh, and the successor there coaching this game, taking over. Lafayette uh, bet down to only three and a half in some shops. They were laying four most of the market. They're up in early 10 nothing. They have looked like clearly the right side to start here, 116 to go in the first quarter. They're up to, I'm seeing about a, at least behind us here, circa 10-point in-game favorite. Is this one of those where you might be tempted to, even though it's a worse number, jump in on the favorite, try to get ahead of this if, if it feels like one of those one-way traffic uh, blowout games? Nah, you, I, you can. You can, but look, uh, again, it's hard to dictate because it's been two drives for the Cajuns and Marshall's run three plays. So who knows what Marshall's offense fair. really is. It's 115 <laughs> to minus two yardage-wise, and... The Cajuns have had the ball for 12 minutes in Marshall for one and a half. So I would say that's a it's a pretty thorough beating so far in this first quarter. But again, I don't know uh, exactly what's going on uh, with Marshall's offense yet. I want to see them more than three plays. So I don't want to really do anything yet. Uh, I do want to bring this up real quick because uh, Kansas. I want to flip the basketball because this sure. could be could be very noteworthy. Uh, Kansas playing the uh, the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin, who of course Stephen F. Austin. A few years ago, shocked everyone and won as a, almost a 30-point underdog at Cameron Indoor. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not quite doing it again. But as a 24-and-a-half, 25-point favorite, Kansas, with 3.46 to go, leads the Jacks by a point. It's wow. 67-66 wow. Uh, for uh I for, thought for when that. you wanted to transition to college basketball, you wanted to talk Simo Pepperdine. Oh, no, or, or or Kentucky beating North Carolina by 1,000 here in town today. But, no, look, again, this has been a uh, uh, this has been a Stephen F. Austin team who, of course, burst onto the scene with uh, their win over West Virginia in the uh, NCAA tournament as a 14 and very fortunate win for you and I that day or fortunate push the following uh, round I pu- I with Notre Dame yeah. and, St- and Stephen F. Austin. But Notre but, Dame minus one, I remember, in that uh, – that second round game, and a game that Stephen F. Austin should have won. Notre yeah, Dame but won, but but, but look, uh, Stephen F. Austin has played a lot of high majors, very tough over the years, uh, and Kansas is getting added to the list. Uh, of course, Kansas off beating our alma mater by uh, by roughly seventy last week. We didn't need to mention that. We didn't need <laughs> yeah. to mention that. In the I border hope, war, renewed. Uh, did a great job filling in for you, and we get on the air. 30 seconds in, he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm a Kansas grad. I see you're a Mizzou guy." And I look down at the score, and it's you know. Yeah, 37 point beatdown. Oh, by the way, you wanted to see more out of the Marshall offense, Jeff. Well, you just got a touchdown. Oh, there you go. And a big play too. (laughs) So, uh, what? What has been a very interesting start here? Uh, We just see a a just wow, uh, busting through the seams. I believe Rasheen Ali just takes it to the house, and uh, it is a three play, 75 yard scoring drive to answer for Marshall. So maybe if you did not want to jump in on the minus 10, you're going to get a better number. But does does a 70-yard bursting touchdown run, Jeff. Really tell That's you good. much about Marshall? Or no, not? look again. Another great start for the over here in uh, in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, but look again. This is this is why, you know, at least in these in, in in games in general, where it's just such a lopsided time of possession deal. Now, the bigger question is: Does Marshall's defense have anything left in the tank until halftime here? Because they've been on the field the whole game so far. That is a really good. Because now Marshall's offense has run four plays now, Ben. 
But at least one of them went for 75 yards and a, and a 60 touchdown. 60 and a half your in-game total. This closed 56. Yeah, so up, only up four and a half because of uh, the length that the uh, the Cajun drives have been so far. So, look, uh, I I, uh, I wouldn't bet the under, though. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. What, based on <laughs> what based we on, just watched? Yeah. Uh, based on this bowl season, too, Ben. The only, 63 the only, yard. Look, uh, look the only, the the only under we're looking at so far this whole bowl season is the game that had one had the second highest total on the board in this Oregon State, uh, Utah State. I'm pretty sure Western Kentucky's still scoring from earlier today. Pretty sure on that. Um, let's see. They're at the goal. Oh, wait, no. They decided. They did decide to pack it in and uh, 59-38 for Western Kentucky. <laughs> and I will say, uh, Oregon, the Oregon State, they did. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a three and out, but they did not score in that last possession. You were mentioning, all right, maybe an in-game over there, uh, Jeff, but Utah State has gotten the ball. They've immediately gotten back into the red zone. Live total now down to 51 and a half. It looks like, though, Utah State second and goal up uh, 17-10. So another underdog that did get a lot of play. You, and you almost wonder if the underdog play was not necessarily the specific game, but just the better seeing how well those dogs in general were doing, Jeff. And uh, almost just a, a blind play as, as as the backup quarterback for you for Utah State is going to stumble and go down at the five-yard line. That also is part of the handicap, even though uh, we've, we've now seen three different quarterbacks in for Utah State. And they've all actually looked decent, which is kind of weird for a, a bowl game. But you know. By the way, New England going on fourth and one, and Mac Jones, oh. I, I, yeah, I'm not, not, not entirely sure where he was looking. Aguilar was in the area, but he airmailed him. And, Threw that to Vincennes. And uh, Indy, uh, again, Indy's defense, very impressive tonight. Just, hey, look, Mac Jones looks lost. This is the first time, and really, in his, even even in that three-interception game against the Orange, remember, Johnu Smith dropped one, the yes. interception into a pick-six for Malcolm two Jenkins. Were not his fault, and really. the other one, Hunter Henry, dropped into an interception. This is the first night where I we've watched Jones, not counting the three-pass Buffalo outing, where Mac Jones has looked like a rookie. Man. Cue the overreaction, everybody. 40 to nothing Colts, and it's only getting worse. I will keep keeping you up to date on all the in-game stuff. We'll also preview week 15 in the National Football League up next here on Beeson Bet. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.